0: Final interview today, and we are at the Cesar Chavez Conference on Diversity. And our last topic today is suicide and suicide prevention. So a heavy topic, and we have two experts here to unpackage what that topic looks like, feels like, sounds like today. So let me introduce. Um, I'm going to defer to David Ober- Oberfeld, and he is with Tarot's Health and an expert in this field and has a vast background. So I'll have David share with us in just a little bit about his background and. Uh, what qualifies him as an expert and someone who makes a difference in saving lives. And then we have Carol- Kellyanne Wild who is with the Arizona Coalition of Military Families. Mm-hmm. All right, and so um, let me just get a, a little bit of insight because David's gonna moderate this. His questions I think are gonna have um, really a lot of depth. Mine would be a bit more general. Mm-hmm. Um, but share with us a little bit of what does the Arizona Coalition do? What, what is your platform? What is your mission? Sure. Absolutely. So the Arizona Coalition for Military
1: Families, really what our mission is, is getting every service member, veteran, and family member to the right resource at the right time. Um, And really what that means is that for this entire population, sometimes people think, oh, it's going to be that one resource. It's going to be the VA. And the VA can absolutely be a resource. But what about the different community resources that are available, military resources, government? And what we do as the coalition is really pull all those resources together in
0: one centralized location to make it easier easy for people to find the resources that they need. All right, beautiful, thank you. And then David, you came to Taros Health about how long ago?
2: So I recently joined Taros Health about six months ago, more like five months ago now, but coming up on six months. Uh, I've been familiar with Taros for a long time, working in the Valley and uh, in our crisis system for the past uh, almost 20 years. Uh, and looking at the the extraordinary work Terra Health has always done was really a big draw for me, uh, in particular working in the crisis system. Uh, crisis mm-hmm. never sleeps because uh, I think people have impact 24-7, and we show up to fill in the gaps of care mm-hmm. and get people connected just like Kellyanne was saying, connected to those resources at any given moment and at any given time during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really what I see us doing in the crisis system is uh, we're connectors and community builders all along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was an extraordinary shift for me to be able to come and fill the role as the senior director with our crisis services and I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm.
0: And you too have a military background. Yours, the Air Force, Kellyanne's uh, in the Army and I heard a, a little uh, verbal um, bantering back and forth with between the two. It was yeah, really great to We have to, do. Yeah. right? Yeah. We've got yeah. to represent our branches. Right. That's There's right. no real competition,
2: yeah. but, you know. Maybe.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. And then, go. of course, I had to weigh in and say, well, my dad was a Marine, so. Yeah. Um, we try not to hold that against we, her, right? We just
2: we see the just, Marines every yeah. once in a while, and they're, you know, they're running laps somewhere, I think. <laughs> there
0: yeah, exactly. you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, David, let's get this started. Um, what are some of the areas that we heard the panel discussion, but what are some of the points that we really want the listeners to hear? Uh, because this is going to go out to the community and it's evergreen so we have an opportunity to educate and hopefully do some prevention work as well
2: I I think some of the main points and this came up in the panel discussion as well is really what what we look towards breaking down stigma there's stigma around accessing care or seeking care when it comes to suicide Uh, suicidality uh, thoughts about suicide uh, and there's still a general sense that folks should be able to handle that on their own Uh, and that's a a general sense that we hear a lot in the public that I'm not necessarily worth seeking help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually one of those implicit things about suicide is that when somebody moves towards thinking about suicide, they often have devalued themselves to a degree that it's harder to ask for help. Mm. Uh, and that's one of those critical points that we want to educate everybody about. And when we hear certain risk factors or certain statements that we all know, how to ask for help. It's not just left to the professionals because suicidality is not just a professional intervention aspect, it is a community intervention aspect. So we mm-hmm. wanna educate everybody about what to look for mm-hmm. and how to get that uh, that help and that connection.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So both of you, what are areas that you look for? Uh, because I'm guessing this uh, cross-populates over age, gender, background, there's no one set area. This impacts everyone, socioeconomic everywhere. Uh, So what are some warning signs or things to
2: look for? Well, I'll start and Kellyanne, please add on. Um, Warning signs, there's some typical ones we tend to look for. Uh, I think somebody talking a lot about not being here anymore Mm -hmm. uh, and exploring death in a way that is new or novel to that person. Uh, When I do a lot of trainings, I don't just train about uh, and this is critical we want to ask somebody if they're thinking about suicide, but I also do trainings about radical change and radical change is a risk if I see somebody on day one acting a certain way on day two, they've they're acting uh, an extremely different way, that prompts some questions from me. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to emphasize is that's not always seen as a negative. Sometimes somebody could be what we what we would generally consider depressed on day one and then extraordinarily happy on day two, and we'd think that'd be a good thing. But to me, that's a radical, rapid change. That requires some questions from me as a concerned person because they may have made some decisions that could represent risk. Mm-hmm. They may have decided that their problems are going to be over because they're going to end their life. So uh, that changes how they feel that day. Mm-hmm. And they might be more secure in that decision, but it's still a risk. And it's not necessarily a well-informed decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I want to emphasize the radical change is probably the risk that I look towards the most. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, w- one of the things really that, you know, the realm that I deal with is not necessarily being able to You know, find those risk factors but once it gets to that point how do we train people to be able to help so if they see those risk factors what is it that they're going to be able to do to be able to step in and help somebody and that's really with our Be Connected program what we're looking to do. We always talk about so we work specifically with the military veteran population and what I always like to say is in the military they really teach you how to be a good comrade so you know how to be a good comrade when you're in the military. You know you're supposed to be scanning your proper sectors, you have that person six, you have ammo, food you make sure people have what they need. Now, when it comes to the mental health side, how do you be a good comrade? That's a big thing that I find really interesting. So if you're noticing some of these um, things that David pointed out, what do you do next? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think one of the things um, that we're really trying to get out there with our Be Connected program is that there's help to even help you help them, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So whether it's attending a training like a safe talk or a peer support specialist training, um, or even one of our Be Connected trainings where we talk about what are the resources that are available, to be able to help them. So if you're noticing these signs, you might be able to call the. Um, we have our 1 866 4 AZ vets. So it's 1 866 429 8387 phone number to be able to get people to information and support and get them to those resources. As well as if you're interested in taking one of these trainings, you can even call that number and say, hey, where is the training? How would I be able to help if I'm encountering somebody that's going through this? Mm-hmm. So through that line, it's very interesting. We'll have people, because we really like to say it's no wrong door, no wrong person Mm. so you don't have to be a service member veteran or family member you don't have to have a connection to the military to be able to help this population but if you encounter somebody that is a service member veteran family member that's struggling you're able to call this line and get them the help they need Mm -hmm. so we've actually had mechanics call the line we've had hotel clerks Um, we've had uh, college professors call and say hey I have a student that's struggling they came to me what do I do next Mm -hmm. so it's being able to have those professionals that know Mm -hmm. this is is this is how to tell somebody struggling what's the next step to be able to get them the help they need Mm -hmm. versus saying okay I'm seeing these signs okay what do I do Mm -hmm. next Mm -hmm. call and find the help find the resources to be able to get them what they need Mm -hmm. you used a term I hadn't heard before what's Mm -hmm. a safe talk what does that mean oh safe talk so that's a training that they have that really helps you kind of notice some of those signs um, when somebody might be looking toward um, you know suicide or or having suicidal ideations and then it talks about about noticing those signs and then what to do to be able to help and intervene so mm-hmm. that's the other thing that I would say too is it's it's one of those things that's really important just to have for yourself as a resource because you never know I mean my program is specific to um, service members veterans and their families but there's other trainings out there that can just help any population and I would really encourage people to take those trainings because if you do encounter somebody like this we're able to step up and help
0: hmm mm-hmm. Very
2: good. And there's a there's a plethora of community-based trainings that are extraordinarily valuable. Safe talk is one. Assist is another. Mental health first aid, mm-hmm. uh, that is sponsored by the National Council for Mental Health, is an excellent training. And these are. Uh, Pushing towards the kin to CPR. Uh, there's a lot of mm-hmm. folks in the community who are trained for CPR. We should all be trained for mental health first aid or a rapid risk assessment. Basically, if somebody needs help, anyone who's mm-hmm. certified or has gone through these trainings, and, and I'm not going to say certification is the key, by the way, that if you're aware of these symptoms or risk mm-hmm. factors, there's always help available. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that we want to happen is somebody asking for help or getting somebody to a place where help exists. Mm-hmm. And, and I really want to do some myth busting right now. As there's one thing that I'll encounter a lot when doing community trainings, uh, the concern that if I talk about suicide, I'm going to give somebody the idea that mm. they didn't think about it before. And, uh, you know, I, I I've come to know this, but I always like to say it, that we're never going to give somebody uh, a bad idea that they're not already thinking about. If anything, we might be giving them some relief because we can name the thing that they were afraid to share. Mm-hmm. And just in... Joining with that person in that moment gives them some relief and some connection with somebody else. Mm-hmm. That allows us to get them to help. So it's always OK to ask, are you thinking about killing yourself? Are you thinking about suicide? Uh, I'm here to help, and I'm staying with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we heard a lot of today was peer training. And so how does that integrate and work within this particular topic where someone's um, been not successful in their attempt, mm-hmm. uh, do they they become a peer? And do, do they leverage? And are you able to leverage that uh, in part of your training program? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so we actually, so there is peer support um, trainings that you can attend and then also actually within our Be Connected program, we have a lot of peers that are, so the Be Connected navigators that we have, our peers, we also have uh, Be Connected VA peer support specialists in mm-hmm. all three VAs um, throughout the state. So those are still kind of those people that have kind of been through the same thing and are able to say, hey, and here's one thing that I'll say that amazing about the military veteran population is that I can tell you a high percentage of those that have gone through struggles or issues and they get out on the other side, the first thing they want to do is help other service Mm -hmm. members and veterans. Utilize those resources or just even just talk them through it like, hey, I did this, you can do this. It's Mm -hmm. kind of that whole resiliency and camaraderie piece where it's like, hey, I know, you know, I'm not, I can drag you through this. I can pull you through this if you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, We see that a lot. I actually had, so we do a military veteran resource navigator training so we talk about military veteran culture and then we talk about be connected so people know the different resources throughout the state Mm -hmm. and uh, we were doing introductions in a class that I had a couple years ago and a gentleman raised his hand and he said you know I'm not with an organization I'm actually a homeless veteran and I'm here because I just want to get resources for the uh, other homeless veterans I encounter on the street Mm -hmm. He wasn't even asking for resources for himself. He wanted to find these resources to give it to other homeless veterans, which mm-hmm. I thought was incredible. One of the first things we did was make sure we got him housing, um, and then we were able to get the other people that he was talking about different resources as well. But that, to me, just kind of depicts depicts the military veteran community, mm-hmm. that whole aspect of still not leaving people behind. You know, they really instill that in you day one when you join, and it's really important to kind of keep that mentality, mm-hmm. and even when it comes to mental health. You know, if you see somebody struggling in that aspect, do something, like you said, um, talk about it, figure out a way to get them the resources they need and help.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, share with me a little bit, David, with Terrace Health. How do you how do you know when someone is of need? How do who, how do your patients or your clients get to you? Um, because I'm guessing it's a lot of different streams, a lot of different areas.
2: Absolutely. So um, from the crisis system, we're 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 part of the community-based crisis system, and that's generally dispatched dis- dispatched out through our our crisis hotline, uh, crisis response network. And the crisis line for that is 602-222-9444. Uh, anybody can actually call that crisis line if they're worried about somebody, whether or not they think they're suicidal, it's always safer to call and you'll be connected with a crisis specialist on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then through triage, oftentimes they'll say, you know, it sounds like we might want to send a team out to you Uh, and we'll go out mobile, in person, wherever that that person or family or system is located and we'll do a crisis assessment Mm -hmm. and intervention. And Mm -hmm. and we do a quality assessment and based our intervention uh, on the specific needs of that individual. Mm -hmm. And part of that is we bring the system together. We do a lot of safety planning and community building around that person. One of the hallmarks about suicide is a a sense of disconnection, a sense of loss or rejection even from my social networks. Mm -hmm. And it becomes somewhat of a narrow focus, uh, and it's oftentimes associated with a co-occurring mental health uh, condition as well, but it ends up being a symptom of reduction and despair. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm alone, disconnected, and now I'm despairing. And part of what we do as an intervention is we move back towards broadening that view again, bringing the supports in and getting them connected verbally, saying, hey, i I really do care about you. These are the people that are in your camp, just Mm -hmm. like uh, we do so well in the military that we don't leave you behind. And these are people who are championing your success and survival and need you here. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And that sometimes is an interesting conversation to have. Uh, But we do our assessment, and then we make referrals either to connection for services in the community. And on occasion, if indeed there's a need for it, we can move up to a higher level of care for stabilization. If somebody is at such a risk that they need, uh, I think, more 24-7 monitoring and more access to immediate support because their support system isn't immediately available. So Mm -hmm. we can assist them getting to a higher level of care should the situation require that.
1: I know, too, one of the other ways that Taros is one of our um, partners that we work really closely with, too. So if somebody's to call the Be Connected line, what we say is even with them being service members, veterans, and family members, they don't just have to utilize um, resources specific to the military veteran population. So we refer people to Taros all the time, and I think that's the big piece of Be Connected and bringing those resources together is maximizing the utilization of the resources that are already there. So if somebody's not aware of Taros Health, we're able to say hey there's different resources here that can help you too mm-hmm. so it's really it is that whole connection of everybody working together too to be able to say okay and one of the big pieces we really look at is okay if your organization isn't able to help this person who can you, ref- how can you help them with what you can help them with and then refer them for the additional resources that they need throughout the community so you're not just saying hey I can help you with this but good luck finding the rest of those resources mm-hmm. what we really want to build is that um, look of oh, you know helping somebody holistically Mm -hmm. so okay let me help you with this but oh you need help with this and this I would recommend going to this organization and this organization for these versus saying hey good luck try to find we'll give you this but you find the other pieces right it's kind of helping connect those pieces all in one Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that
2: and really meaningful resources Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's something that we do so well as our teams that we we find again the targeted but meaningful resources Mm -hmm. and we stick with you to make those connections Mm -hmm. we're not just you know the the days of giving a pamphlet saying see you later call this number and uh, check it back in with us in a couple of days that we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure that somebody's connected in a meaningful way mm-hmm. and we follow up too. We make sure that this did work for you. If not, let's keep going until we find something that's going to work for you, but we're not leaving you alone.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, as we close out this interview and actually close out the conference today, um, I'd love to hear your message of hope. What inspires you and, and the change and the difference that you're able to make? Um, so um, David, wh- where are you inspired? What is working?
2: Uh, so I'm going to my, my question list because I, I came up with some hard questions for, for myself too, but uh, for a lot of people, but um, for the panel. I didn't get to ask you guys all these mm-hmm. hard questions, but there was one, one question I started with a quote. Mm. And the quote was interesting to me, I, and I'm looking for inspiration in the quote, but I'd be curious what y'all make out of it. Uh, and here's the quote. It's by an, uh, an unknown author. Uh, unknown author. Suicide doesn't end the chances of life getting worse. It eliminates the possibility of it ever getting any better. Oh. And I think about that, and, and there's so much truth in that quote to me, and, and it's inspirational because uh, oftentimes folks who are considering suicide, uh, ending their life by suicide, have moved to a place of despair, and they think it could get no worse, or they're afraid it's going to get worse, and that may be true. It could get worse, but again, that changing perspective towards, away from despair towards hope is that... Uh, life can always also get better. Mm -hmm. And with connection, with support, the things that we're wired to do as human beings, uh, to talk to each other, to connect with each other, and uh, to bond with each other, that's where life really gets better and Mm -hmm. that's where we excel and that's where the hope comes from is that we are in this together we're doing it together and that's what's gonna change the game
0: Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that quote did you want to weigh in on that Kellyanne I'm sure Uh, that was an
1: amazing quote I'm gonna have to get that from you before I go Um, and then the other thing I guess for me just what gives me hope is seeing how many I was actually at a suicide prevention conference um, last year and they had uh, everybody raise their hands of how many people know somebody who has died by suicide and pretty much every single person, except for a couple, raise their hand. So it's really seeing how many people are affected by this, and unfortunately, how many people die by suicide. And I think the most difficult part about it is it's preventable, right? Mm-hmm. It's something where, what do we need to do to be able to stop this? You know, we're looking at data, trying to find why does this happen? Um, and so that's really what, what drives me, and really thinking about you know, it's really tough to think about service members and veterans that you serve next to. You've been through so much together, and then you get back, and to lose somebody mm-hmm. um, to that is so difficult, um, and that's really kind of what drives me, and one of the things I love about the Be Connected program is a lot of these service members, veterans, family members, just helpers, like I said, mechanics, people like that, that are calling in to be able to help. Um, a lot of the things that the veterans are saying is, this gave me hope. You know, before, I really didn't know where to turn. I seriously had been dealing with this for several years. I did think anybody could help so it's really giving hope back to those who deserve it and knowing that there is help out there for Mm -hmm. you Um, so I think that's the really big thing that that drives me is just getting those resources to people and the resources exist
0: it's just a matter of knowing about them and Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest piece Mm -hmm. is getting that connected Mm -hmm. wonderful so let me do this I want to make sure our listeners um, know how to reach Taros Health Mm -hmm. how to reach the coalition so if you'd um, share your phone number again and your website, I think that would be very valuable for both. Sure. Uh, so the Be Connected phone number is 866 429
1: 8387. So it's 1866, the number four, and then
0: AZVETS. So it's four AZ vets. Wonderful. Wonderful. And David?
2: Sure. Um, so I don't actually know the Terrace Mainland by heart yet, uh, being new enough to the organization. But what I'll offer is, uh, again, the crisis line for Maricopa mm-hmm. County. That's 602 222 9444. Four And we also have a crisis line for Northern Arizona. Okay. I don't know that one I'll uh, memorize by heart, but if you go to uh, the Taros Health website, it's taroshealth.org. Mm-hmm. Crisis lines are posted there as well as our main connection line.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks both for weighing in today on this very important subject and providing a message of hope mm-hmm. um, and change um, for, for good. So thank you very much. Thank you, Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm.